Hey, this is David Lee Hess of Derelicts and Fetish, and you're listening to Without Your Head. of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neal. That would make me terrible, Troy. And I'm beheading Justin Beheading. Exactly. <laughs> and unfortunately, treacherous Trista cannot join us tonight. She's having technical issues, but she is here in spirits. And she, we will get her 13. I feel her good vibes in the air. Yes. As do I. Yes. I was looking forward to uh, to her. It's going to be weird, though, because we normally start with her on the number 13. I don't. So we'll so have to out. start with the youngest. That's true. <laughs> That's right. oh, so, by the way, we're going to do the 13 oh, best yeah. villains of the decade. <laughs> I thought we were just going to list them and then make everybody figure it yeah, out. That would be like Jeopardy. We yep. just have 13 and the people guess like... What is like, no, it's like, who are these people that they're talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I like this idea, though. The answer is for wrestling fans out there. Every year they do the PWI 500, which is pro wrestling Illustrated's top 500 wrestlers. We could do the 500, but I think 13 is probably a better idea on. On a side note on that, I, I have to say, I'll give you props for going through all 500 on the In Your Head show. I thought it would be very funny. It was very funny. It would, ta- it would take like four hours. to. to- but no, it, it was still pretty funny. Just sometimes the, the Japanese wrestlers and the way you would pronounce the name. So it was... You weren't, you know, familiar with the the characters themselves. So. I, uh, you know, we're going to talk about horror music, yeah, but yeah, yes, yes. Call, some bullshit on on that PWI five hundred because some of the people I never heard of, and then I looked them up, 
And the, the, the number 500 had never had a match. Doesn't wrestle anywhere. They're like a trainee in, in camp somewhere. I'm like, come on. Got to be like an active wrestler that's better than someone who's trained. Yeah, you would think. But uh, none of that here. <laughs> we take this very serious. So we're going to. So my list has to be like things that have actually been in the. Right, right. Was, it can't oh, be made no. up. Wait a second. I've got to, I've got to like. It can't be just an idea you had. Oh, like man. Sort of cool villain. It was a guy I drew like a few, you know, years back. Right, right. Son of a like bitch. a planned movie that was canceled. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So 13. We're going to start with Justin. All righty. So my number 13 is, uh, and admittedly, I did have to do some research on these because uh, I can remember a lot of these names or even the villains themselves. But Brandon uh, Breyer from Brightburn. Oh, nice. Oh, that's a good pick. I actually have that in my honorable mentions. That's a really good movie. Like, it didn't make my top 13 movies, but it is a great villain. Yep. It is. I, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those that, even though I did really enjoy when I saw it, I actually kind of forgot about it for a little bit. Uh, Pops in here and there, but then I was just kind of looking down the list on Google, and I was like, oh, yeah, that movie. That was good. That was an interesting take, having a villainous Superman as a kid. That's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it totally works. It was a really unique movie. I remember when they mentioned it, and I was like, "Well, how you, how do you do a uh, like a horror version of of Superman?" This sounds strange, and they just totally did it. It was that's what the movie was. It was the idea if if a young Superman come came to Earth, and instead of you know uh, being for uh, truth, justice, and the American way, what what, what if they uh, like turned to the dark side? Yeah, no, definitely, and I. I thoroughly enjoyed it, especially, you know, that's a great gory moment. It was a you cool know? take. I like that. Yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, Trista just made a quick appearance here, but didn't quite connect. So she's still trying. So hope, hopefully. We okay. Can, yeah. Get if everyone easy. that believes in Trista claps. <laughs> Adam Parks so, is here so in the chat. A big shout out to Adam. Excellent. And also a big thanks to uh, Ashley Slashley Ashley, our new uh, reviewer on the website. She's uh, got a lot of reviews and she just reviewed. I'll have it up uh, after the show. Smoke and mirrors, the new documentary on Tom Savini, who will be on the show next week. We love some Savini. That sounds excellent. Let's do it. He signed my Dawn of the Dead poster. Oh, so awesome. All right, so great number 13. My number 13 is uh, the family. It's just the whole family from uh, from Derelicts, which is uh, is one of my favorite movies I saw on the festival scene. Um, it took a couple years to get distribution. I think it just got distribution uh, just a couple months ago. Um, it's one of the few horror movies that takes place uh, during Thanksgiving, and uh, I love it. It's a it's a it's a fairly short movie, uh, shorter than most features, but it's really streamlined, and it's got a great family dynamic. It has like the quote unquote good family, like the normal family, and it's a home invasion movie of uh, this group of mismatched people that aren't necessarily related, but they're their own family, and then they have a big Thanksgiving dinner together, and a lot of awfulness happens. But really fun movie. It's dark, but it's also funny. And there's uh, some really good dialogue. Uh, and uh, I just really liked what I liked about it. I liked all the characters. There's no like throwaway characters. So the family and oh, Derek. Oh, good. I'll have to look into it because this is actually my first time hearing it. 
Yeah, it's not, you know, it's, uh, I think, a really underrated movie. And like I said, um, I saw it at Boston Underground Film Festival. And it, uh, for a while, because I always talk about it's really cool going to the festivals. And then you see the movies. And then, you know, a lot of times they'll announce they're coming to Shudder or whatever. And this was one that for a few years didn't really ever go anywhere. And then it just got distribution recently. But I love it. I'll so have to look I, that one up too, Neil. I know you've all, you know, you've talked about. Yeah, 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 I did. And then I liked it so much. I interviewed uh, basically a whole cast of separate interviews. They're up on the website. <laughs> so if you want to sit and listen to like 13 hours of, uh, of interviews. <laughs> Sometimes I do. Yeah. All right. You're number 13, Troy. My number 13 would be higher on my list if the show itself was better. But um, it's Charlie Manx from Nosferatu mm. and uh, great character. And I think um, the actor does a really good job with him. But the show is just not very good, I'm afraid. Oh. But still, the character is great. And uh, if anybody gets a chance to read the book instead of uh watching the show that's my advice yeah i listened to the audiobook uh recently but still a great evil on, character i was catching up on all the old classic king books and a lot of clive barker stuff and exorcist a lot of classic horror novels dracula frankenstein and uh and people really suggested it so i listened to it and uh, yeah i loved it I've not watched the show yet. By the way, I want to say I don't have any shows on my 13, but I do have some on honorable mentions because I wasn't sure if they included it or not, but I don't know why they. Yeah, I, I, I put some some TV characters on and I do have also a few from uh, my honorable mention as well. I'm, but he, I, he would have been higher on my list if the show was better. OK, yeah, I only watched the first episode and I wasn't into it, but I had not read the book at that time either. So I didn't really I couldn't really follow what was happening but you I shouldn't have really to know hate the, the show then yeah you shouldn't have to know the the source material to follow a movie or tv show anyway exactly all right number 12 justin all right so my number 12 is uh lucille sharp uh from crimson peak oh nice nice favorite i'm out i'm outvoted this time i know trista and i were not big fans but Two out of three this week. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you better watch yourself, Mr. Jones. <laughs> I'm all in red. So. All right. Fair enough. I'm going to give this a second uh, viewing. I only watch it once. That's, I love the movie. Yeah. So, uh, I went to see that one uh, twice in theaters when it came out. Yeah, it was that good for me. I loved it. I know a lot of yeah, people. It's just such a cool visual movie, too. No, definitely. Uh, Jackson McCord says hello. Hello, Jackson. Hello, Jackson. Jackson. Number 12 on my list is is maybe an odd one because I don't even know if it's really a horror movie, but uh, Big Ronnie from the Greasy Strangler. Nice. Very fun. Makes me laugh. Uh, it's just one of the oddest movies. It's uh, to me, it's an inspiring movie because it's so strange. It's like I would like to make something just the, the Greasy Strangler. So, Big Ronnie and the Greasy Strangler, a great performance. Actually, uh, an ensemble cast. I would say. Oh yeah. And the cheap plug. He's the he's the co-star of uh, my first uh, produced film. <laughs> nice. 
which uh, we're actually finishing up. So hopefully in 2022, it'll be released. You're number I 12. I look forward to it. I do too. Um, <laughs> my number 12 is uh, Lola from The Loved Ones. It's a oh, cool Australian I flick. Yeah. And she's a great, like, uh, just crazy villainous. And um, if anyone hasn't seen the movie, check it out, though. I really can't recommend it highly enough. Yeah, it's great. I remember our old um, reviewer, uh, Mitten, Jason Mitten, the headless critic, before when he still watched movies. Now he apparently hates horror <laughs> movies. This is odd. But uh, that was one of his favorites, and he sent it to me for my birthday, Christmas. And it took a long time for me to watch it. I think, though, honestly, he sent me um, a version because at the time it was only in Australia, I think. So I actually couldn't watch it on any of my machines. But so I was a region, whatever. Yeah. And so I've seen it uh, since then, though. So I was late to the game, but it is a great uh, horror movie. Yeah. And yep. I still need to get around to it myself. I've been mean to you. You'll like it, I think. Yeah. Well, I, I think I will, too. I, I was sold on the trailers way back in. Yeah. Well, which makes me wonder why didn't I just try and track it down? It is that weird though. I don't think I've ever seen it on Shutter or anything like that. I haven't seen it on there. I think it, like somebody would pick that up. It was on something, um, but sometimes you know, sometimes things go to Shutter and they're on there for like I don't say forever, but for a long time. And sometimes there's things that are on there and leave really fast. It was on some streaming site because that's true. how I watch it. I'm not positive which one it was. So. Okay. <laughs> this was like a couple years ago, though, so I don't know where it is. Right now. There's also a website. I forget the name of it, but it's like wh- where to watch or something, and like it'll tell you all the places you can either rent or, or watch it streaming. Well, that's handy. Any movie. Yeah, it is very cool. Uh, so what was that, 12? Uh, yes. 12. Number 11, Jackson says Fun Flick. I believe he meant Greasy Strangler, but I'm not positive. <laughs> Number 11, Jason. Uh, the Armitages from uh, Get Out. Just the whole family. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. that They make a, uh, an appearance on my list. In a way, like, I, at first I had them higher, but I was like, uh, I mean, they are great villains, but it's more like a really great movie, so I didn't know where to put them on the list, but they are, you yeah. know, because I, pro- I would have the movie itself higher, but them as villains, like, they are good villains. So. Yeah, they're not the highest caliber for sure. Yeah. But that's a good good pick. Uh, um, I have a red from us on my number eleven. Excellent and, uh, choice. The only reason it's probably not she's not higher is uh, I think that the my only uh, problem with the movie is the end when when she just goes just explains everything, and I think oh, that's yeah. that's like the only mistake in the movie because like I don't think it's a movie that you want like a clear explanation because right. anyway, that it's not like a, i don't think it really works it's more movie i think you should watch and kind of just you know get the idea of what all this means is like trying to explain it in practical terms uh, otherwise yeah. it'll probably even be higher on the list but uh it is a great villain very cool very creepy this was a really fun movie to watch in a packed audience when i went to see it oh i bet yeah that's on my honorable list your number 11, Troy. My number 11, I don't know the character's name, but it's the blind guy from Don't Breathe. I think he's just called the blind guy. In the, in the first <laughs> oh, okay. Movie. They didn't name him. Or... I don't think so, <laughs> honestly. 
The blind man, I think he's called. Okay. All right. That's what I saw. Stephen Lang, the blind guy. and uh, Yeah. He's on my list, too. And I just wrote him down as blind man because I don't don't think they need. Okay. Justin, did you have a name for him or do you just have him as blind man, too? I just have him as blind man. In fact, yeah. that's, what, oh, okay. that's what Google says. So I'm just like, okay. I'll yeah, that, I, I'm the same way. I looked it up. I was like, what is his name? And everything <laughs> came up the blind man. So I'm like, I guess. Yeah, I didn't know if the kids, when they were planning on going there, if they're like, oh, we got to, you know, we're going to go to right. Mr. Brickabrack's yeah. house. <laughs> right. so. Yeah, I, don't th- I, I must not. Uh, uh, he's actually much higher in my list. But, uh, oh, okay. I, I, same, same. I love the character, though. He's yeah, just he's, like, he's a great spooky bastard. I agree 100%. Uh, number 10. So let's see. Number 10 is uh, the new Pennywise. Oh, nice. Nice. Oh, yeah. Also on my list. Yes. Ditto. No, he, uh, Skarsgård did a good job with that performance, you know, differentiated it enough from Tim Curry kind of, you know, made it a little spookier, creepier. You know, I, I like his approach to the character. I, you know, I can't say that I'm fully satisfied with both movies. I would say part one is better than part two, but still he makes those movies work. Yeah. I I liked them. I liked that. It's a different uh, portrayal because the the first one's so, so iconic. If you just did like the same thing, you just compare the two. So it, I also like that his portrayal to me is a little more closer to the book because he has a more otherworldly feel to him. Like it is, it isn't a, an evil clown. It is a, a month, an interdimensional monster being uh, that's pretending to be, you know, a clown. But I love both. Uh, I like I, I like both versions of the movie, and both versions oh, of the movie. Too. I just think that the first part's stronger. I also think in the book, the first half of the book is stronger, or at least the stuff when their kids are stronger. So I guess that's just how it's always going to be. So even if someone yeah. were to try and remake <laughs> it a third time, I'm sorry, a second time, yeah. it would be the same issue. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. Yeah, I know. But it'd just be like, yeah, the first part's already been done and really well, so we're just going to give you a better second half. Maybe, yeah, maybe you put more thought into the second part. I know there's yeah. talks of them doing a third one, which is interesting, but I don't know if if you just go and take the character and a whole and a whole other story without the actual source material there. I mean. It's a little arrogant to begin with. I think it's like I, I'm going to take a uh, make a story off this like character that's written by Stephen King and just do something else. But I don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe it would work. But uh, I know well, um, other times when they've done similar things, it's not. It usually doesn't work. As Artie Johnson used to say, "Interesting but stupid." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, maybe if you if you have a really cool idea, who knows? Anything can work. It's true. In my mind, it's too fanfic uh, for me. Yeah, there was another thing um, they're saying they wanted to do a a remake of uh, Misery. And some people were like, oh, because, you know, it's going to be an African-American guy. And that that's I mean, there's no reason the character could be any race. This is not really an issue at all. I just thought like that's one you don't really need to remake because like the first one is really spot on. Yeah, there's a lot of King. movie versions that aren't and could need a better version or ones that have just never been made. So yeah. instead of remaking ones that already work, I think you should remake, you should do ones that need a better version. Yeah. Remake thinner or something or 
um, apt pupil, something they didn't do a very good job. I mean, like There's they're haven't been done. Like they're doing another Salem's Lot, but this time as a theatrical movie. And it's like there's a reason why it's been a miniseries this yeah, whole it's time. so long. It's, yeah. A lot of those if you're gonna do it, you gotta do it, I think like like it, like go in, we're gonna do part one and part two. Or uh I don't know why you just don't do that stuff as miniseries, especially today. There's so many places you could do it. Like you sure. could do it on oh, HBO yeah. or whatever, any any of those, and you know, you really give it time. Most of his books are very long. Oh yeah, you know, and you sh- it's hard to shorten that stuff. You take out a lot of the, a lot of the story though. What makes it interesting? I just read it for the first time. Yeah, you don't want to lose like the characters and stuff. Yeah. Honestly, you could probably almost get two seasons out of it. You know, oh yeah, I bet you could. Excuse me. Uh, number ten, uh, the father in uh, Baskin. Which is, um, I had on my 13 list of horror movies. I think it's just fantastic. I love The Descent into Hell. It's, uh, it's a wild movie. And, the, and um, the, the actor plays uh, the father in it. Even just visually, he's, he just stands out. But uh, his, his delivery of the line, everything, great. My number 10 is The Father. Oh, look at this. Troy's old. This <laughs> is handwritten. I like it. Very good. That's great. <laughs> I think I think he, it's official now. He's the official tenth best uh, villain of, uh, of the day. <laughs> yep. Between the Joneses. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. All right, number nine. We're breaking in past the top ten here. Let's see, so my number nine, and uh, this is actually an edit that I just made today. Uh, the Cannibals from uh, Bone Tomahawk. Oh, awesome. Nice. Yeah, which that's the last uh, group villains that I'm going to have on this list. Because that's a great I, choice. Uh, that movie's just so good. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that movie too. It works as the almost like a what you know. That's a good you know mix of, of genres. It's like a it works as a western, and then it's got like really hardcore villain monsters in it. Especially that one scene. Yeah. <laughs> in the cave. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I like all that guy's movies. I know, you know, uh, he's got uh, some are concerned about his political views. The guy who makes those movies, but uh, but uh, his movies are, are really good. I, I like that. I like um, it was a cell block something on cell block. Uh, oh, brawl on cell block ninety nine. Yeah. That was really good. And then uh, drag across that. concrete. Yeah, I like all three. I still need to see drag uh, drag along concrete, but. I'm curious enough. If you like the other two, I think you'll like it. For sure. You know, he similar. seems to be getting a lot of good use out of Vince Vaughn, especially. Yeah, yeah. And he's a guy that I'm always like, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen stuff with Vince Vaughn and I, I'm not into him. And then there's stuff like that. And I think, oh, he's really good. So. Yeah, like in Cell Block, especially. Yeah, he's great in it. Yeah, he's like, uh, I'm, I can't say like I was a big fan of him in. Um, uh, what was it? Was part of season two of uh, uh, oh, uh, True Detective? Yeah, True but Detective. nobody's good in that. Yeah, I can't really fault him. I think is more than that's got to be like the biggest fall from one season to another. I think. Oh. And then season three is really good. Yeah, yeah. Just season two left such a bad taste. Some yeah. people didn't go back for three. Too bad. 
Let's see. Number nine for me is uh, Sue and Ma in the movie Ma. M-A, Ma. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> Bless you. And again. <laughs> Thank you. Great performance. Uh, she's a uh, really because she could play funny well, and you you can also feel bad for her. And then she also does well as a villain. So, and I always like a villain that you can feel empathy for. So, uh, Ma, we'll just call her Ma because that's what she tells <laughs> everyone. Call her me Ma. Yeah, it's a good choice. Just to get a tissue. All right, no problem. Number nine. My number nine is uh, Dean from Get Out. Oh, nice. I couldn't remember the family last name, and I, I could have put them as a group, I guess. But yeah, I just went for, you know, the the patriarch of the family. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great movie. Yep. No, it's a fantastic movie. Just that one's really- a weird one that uh, people I'm not saying like a big portion, but there are people who get mad. Like if you bring it up, like they have this weird hatred of it. Mm. Wow, and some of those I people they, haven't even seen it. Yeah, I can't. I won't jump the conclusions, but I kind yep. of think there's a reason they don't, they don't like it or anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's because they wouldn't have voted for Obama for a third time. <laughs> right, right, right. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> I also think it's weird. All of a sudden, there's this weird thing where people say, like, I don't uh, they don't want like social commentary in a in a horror movie. Because I when Candyman was coming out, like, oh, it's going to be filled with social commentary. I'm like, have you ever seen the original Candyman? They're like, <laughs> or like any horror movie or, or science fiction. I mean, that's been around for <laughs> storytelling. Is, uh, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it's just how how much do you. Uh, this is what I'm looking for. I guess it just all depends on how you show it, how you display right. it. Right. Yeah. Because you don't want something that's, you know, te- like preaching to you. But oh, you know, yes. there's a. Yeah, you don't want that in anything. No, no most genre, though. I had, you know, arguments on Facebook when people were telling me that, like, the new the newer Star Trek was, you know, woke or something. I'm like, have you ever seen any <laughs> Star Trek? Like, that's been the message yeah. of the, yeah. the whole show, <laughs> you know? It's unification. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they're like, well, not the original. So I'm like, the original series? It's like, that's the, that whole the point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very bizarre. I, I just think uh, they, I don't know. I, I don't know what they think. I, either they've never seen them or they're just oblivious. I think. So uh, <laughs> maybe they saw them when they were kids and it was, you know, a little above them then. That that could be too. They just saw like you know, oh, this is cool. This guy, yeah. You know, we got the evil Spock, and they're fighting the the monster, <laughs> yep. the big fake rock and stuff. Uh, <laughs> Yo, because some people they'll they'll read like um, you know Fritz the cat and just see it as like you know the cat getting high and doing the wild thing and you know. <laughs> right. So I guess it depends on how much you want to dive into it, but those are pretty obvious. You, yeah. you would think. Honestly, I would think the the newer Star Trek, uh, not all of it, but it's more. There's more action based in a lot of it than like. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, did we get your number nine, Trey? Did we get your oh, number? Yeah, nine? that was just mine. <laughs> we need so Trish here to keep eight. in mind because I don't know what's. Going on. I know. <laughs> number eight. Uh, so my number eight is uh, Doomhead from uh, th- Rob Zombie's Thirty One. 
That's an awesome choice because I'm not a big fan of the movie. Yes. But Doomhead is amazing in the movie. Oh, fantastic! That's, I, I, I yep. now that I think about it, I think actually I, I would have put him on my list if I thought about it. That's yeah, I actually really enjoyed the Detroit movie quite a bit. Is a big fan, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like it a lot too. You know, it's I and think the only Richard Brake is just so yeah, perfect in that. Oh, he was great. He was also great as uh, the alchemist in uh, Mandy for that yeah. brief scene he was in. But oh yeah, yep. No, he's so, the guy uh, that whenever he pops into something, like he just always has my attention. I love that guy. Yeah. Also, Foxy and um, uh, what is it? Uh, like on it, Three from Hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the third. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. In the in the uh, House of a Thousand Corpses trilogy. Yes. Really, people. It's funny. People consider it, you know, Devil's Rejects trilogy. Is, yes, or the Firefly trilogy, or yeah. no, yes. yes, yeah, no. It's uh, I really enjoyed Thirty One, except for uh, the cliffhanger that they leave you on, or not even a cliffhanger. Just mm-hmm. you know, they leave a they set up a fight between Sharon Moon Zombie and Doomhead that I got excited for. But as I'm watching it on Shutter, and I can see like <laughs> how much time is left in the movie, I'm like. We're going to go to credits, aren't we? <laughs> Damn it. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I, right at the beginning, his opening like monologue is like is just awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, great actor. Like you said, uh, just his appearance, it always gets your attention. That's a really good uh, pick. Okay. Even when, when he shows up um, on things I don't expect him to be on, like... Uh, in Peaky Blinders, I think season three or four, he plays this Russian character, and he's he's awesome. And it took me a while to even realize who he was. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know he was in Mandy to begin with either. Then he, he's in that scene, and yeah. I was like, oh my god, that's Richard Brake, and uh, he popped in something <laughs> else. I was watching not that long ago. The Mandalorian. He's he's in that's an episode of that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I, that's right. I watched it all. You know, I kind of binge watched the entire thing. Yeah. Jackson loves a uh, bone hawk tom- bone uh, tomahawk. By the way, bone hawk tomahawk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so number eight. I hate. I know, I'm not even gonna. Say, I was gonna say the name of the character. I won't say the name of the character because the name of the character spoils the movie. I'll just say the serial killer. I won't say who he is. In summer of '84. Hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a, a great performance, and then uh, for me, the the end scene his uh his little speech at the end of the movie is i think it's so dark and uh i know some people have said it's kind of a cliffhanger i don't think so it really just to me it's it shows that uh terror you know isn't just in one moment it, it's going to last throughout the rest of this uh, person's life and uh, i just love the ending and uh really great uh performance especially that the end uh of the movie the movie was really good yeah, I really like it. I, I, that's a to me. I know people liked it at the time, but I don't really hear too much about it since. But it's really underrated. It's funny because I always, I always kind of talk about like there's enough movies about '80s nostalgia with kids, you know, in these horror movies. But I tend to like all of them, so maybe, maybe they're yeah. Well, they're all they all seem to be done pretty well. Yeah, you know, they are. I just, not a lot of them. A while, there was like a million of them. But yeah. I, I guess a lot of the filmmakers are probably like my age and, you know, grew up during that era. So that sounds know. more like a you problem. <laughs> but well, some of it, sometimes like Stranger Things, I like Stranger Things, but 
sometimes I'm watching it and like, it's just like so much eighties nostalgia. And I'm like, like, come on. Like they, I love, cause for example, day of the dead, I, I like day of the dead, but like, they were showing it on the, it barely played anywhere. And they show it like everyone's going to see this movie all the time. Like it's this big blockbuster and it was hard to get <laughs> tickets. to it. And I'm like, no one went to see it. Like it barely <laughs> played anywhere. And then it, that's why it was, you know, everyone went and got the VHS tape and then really no one even liked it until like years later. It, it doesn't matter. There's just, <laughs> it's, it gets a little bit on my nerves on, on some of the, the nostalgia in it that doesn't really hold true to me. Which I will say, I do also agree with you on uh, Stranger Things. I'm in the same boat. Yeah, it's a little I, much. And like they had all, they had like these elaborate costumes of like the Ghostbusters. And I'm like, where the hell would they have got this? Like, <laughs> it's like if, you know, they had action figures that look like, you know, or decorations that look like this when they probably didn't back then. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now they make stuff because on it's again, I think it's people like uh, my age who are like, man, I wish we had these really awesome figures when I was a kid. Let's <laughs> make them now. And then it's mostly, you know, adults who buy it. But we didn't have a lot of that wild stuff even back back then. But I feel well, yeah, like, oh, this is some stuff that gets a little uh, a little much for. Me. That's yeah. yeah. And then there for a while, everything was was just 80s. Oh, definitely. It was this nostalgia wave, just like in Phantom of the Paradise. <laughs> yeah, I do think sometimes when people in in twenty years are going to make Nickelodeon a style, uh, let's make a movie that takes place in the early two thousand twenties. What did they do then? Uh, oh, it's all about eighties nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number eight, Troy. My number eight is uh, Hannibal Lecter from uh, oh, nice. the TV series Hannibal. Mads Nicholson and just he's just so good in that show. I agree. It's great. The, uh, especially the I'm not big on the last season but the first season is is awesome. Oh and, yeah. Uh, the second season's really good too. The uh, And that's one where uh, kind of like the Pennywise thing it's just really you, we have this iconic version of this character and it's like someone else going to play it and uh, he takes his own twist on it, and it really works. I honestly think all th- – I was going to say all three. I know there's actually a fourth version, I guess, if you do uh, Hannibal Rising. We'll skip that one. But the yeah. three uh, adult oh. versions of Hannibal, I think, are all uh, really good. And um, the, the first movie there I think is really underrated. It's starting to get oh, a little – Manhunter? Yeah. 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 People are starting to talk about it a little more. But that's a great uh, pick, though, Troy, because he – that really, uh, I think, yeah, I just he think was he, around and had cool roles, but that really made peop- him like a big star, I think. Imagine yep, yep. But yeah, that's great. Such a stylized show, too. And that oh, was yeah, shocking I loved it. when we were watching it uh, on its first run that it was on, like, on network TV because it was pretty graphic. Yeah, that kind of blew my mind, too. And, uh, yeah, like you said, it introduced me to to Mads, and now I can't get enough of the guy. And they always talk about, you know, hoping to do another season, but as the years go by, you know, probably after a while, it's like people are off doing yeah. other things. Like, it's probably not going to happen, but who knows? I mean, we had another season of Fuller House, so who knows? I'd rather have another <laughs> season of Hannibal. But. Amen to that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Number seven. Uh, my number seven is uh, Krampus. 
All excellent. Nice. Yes. It's also yeah, one of my honorable mentions. You know, just such a presence in the movie, you know. it's And just the design of the character, you know, wearing this Santa mask. And then you just see, like, little suggestions of what's underneath. And it's, you know, I I love that character. I love that movie. It's, no, it's great. <laughs> There's not much more I can say about it. Yeah, but no, it's a great villain. Very cool look. It's a fun movie, you know, fun movie to watch. And it's also that that adds a lot of creepy factor of, uh, like you said, the same mask. It's almost like the Pennywise, the otherworldly. Number seven for me has been mentioned, the Armitage family of Get Out. And Troy had it on his list as well. (laughs) It's made all three of ours. Number seven for you, Troy. Uh Uh-oh. It's Troy Frozen. Either Troy's f- frozen or he's he's shocked. <laughs> huh. I don't know, he says eyes closed for a good little while. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. I think we're getting him back here. I think so. Yeah, like I missed your number seven, Dale. Everything froze up on. Yeah, you still can't see. There you go. Oh. Uh, the Armitage family of Get Out. Yeah. You oh, see- okay. And you were uh, for for a few seconds. I really thought you were just sitting there, like in awe of the. Uh, the pick. <laughs> I was just mesmerized by your pick. It's like we all so, got the same thing on our list. My number seven. Yeah. Um, is my second to last person from a uh, from a TV series, and this one I don't know. I might get uh, vetoed by both of you guys on because it's not actually a horror series. But uh, my number seven is Ramsey Bolton from Game of Thrones, who's the most despicable villain maybe I've ever seen. If I was just picking villains, that would definitely be up there because I always on the show, like I usually like not root for the villains necessarily, but like that's like this is definitely the uncool villain. Yeah, very few villains like you really want to see get killed. and, And that's one of them. It's like him and. Uh, the guy from Dirty Harry, I think, and, and Scorpio. Oh yeah, <laughs> yep. So that yep. that is oh, oh I think and Prince so. Joffrey too. Oh, you know that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, actually. All yeah. right, we'll allow it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I also th- I also think the oh, okay show well, would be Ramsey Bolton is Bruce Bolton's bastard and oh oh yeah, a guy cuts feeds the- a guy his penis oh, and yeah. you know it is pretty horrific. just a real nice guy in general. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just dog. he's a total prick. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I think you could totally. I know it's fantasy technically, but you could totally consider that. In the horror realm, I mean, you've got it's true. You've got zombies. Oh yeah, you do have Very zombies true. and stuff. Yeah, and it brings back Richard Drake as well. There you go. Yeah. Yep. yep. So that's yeah. a win-win. <laughs> Which I will say briefly, because um, you brought up Joffrey. Uh, spoilers for anyone that still hasn't seen the show. When Joffrey <laughs> finally dies, I actually saw that episode on the weekend of my birthday. And so that was like a nice oh. little birthday gift. To <laughs> uh-huh. Absolutely, yeah. That was immediately followed by like a downer moment when it's like, oh, but now everybody thinks Tyrion did it. Right. Shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, that's who I actually was. But both villains, yeah, that's two villains in that show that are really like hateable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, George R. R. Martin could make some really despicable characters, and then he just kill off everybody alike. So yeah, yeah, yeah so he might be a villain too. too. Yeah, George R. R. Martin could be on my list. It was That's funny uh, a few years ago when I was a heavier. Uh, I probably shouldn't have said that part, but I posted a picture. And I said, I, I was going to play George R. R. Martin in the uh, biopic. <laughs> and he, he retreated. He retweeted it, which I thought was very funny. Then I thought, oh, I hope he doesn't think I was serious. <laughs> uh, the uh, number six. So my number six is Howard Stambler from 10 Cloverfield Lane. Uh, oh, John Goodman's character. Good. Yeah. Nice. I didn't think of that. That's an awesome pick. Uh, I didn't either. That's I love John Goodman anyway. That's one of maybe his yep. best performance. So that's great. Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, that's. So that's a, I love that movie up until the very end. Is yeah, but but up till that, it's great. I think it's the best of of that series, if you want to call it, you know, a series. No, definitely. It's. I mean, the thing that just impressed me right away was the fact that well, there was two things: the fact that it starts like the first ten or so minutes without. Uh, dialogue for the main character and then you know it's all visual storytelling and then uh once it gets in that bunker it's just in that bunker you don't mm-hmm. go outside you know everything's very just like it's just in that moment and i love it and it's such a stark contrast from well cloverfield <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh much better much more interesting characters in cloverfield too i remember watching oh, cloverfield yeah. the first time we were in the metro in the theater and i just turned and like man i hope these people start getting killed soon by the monsters <laughs> <laughs> yeah they were the most annoying group of people like, <laughs> yeah it's uh, a group for ramsey bolton's right there pretty much oh. yeah the best part of it for me were the the small monsters i did think that was a cool scene when they're underground oh yeah and they have the, the the light, and you can see them. That was pretty creepy. Uh, by the way, uh, Jackson says uh, he worked once with uh, Jonathan uh, Jonathan Demi. Beautiful soul, God oh, rest nice. his soul. Uh, my number six is Gary and Steve in Cabin in the Woods. It's like they're Ooh. just doing their job. Nice. And uh, this is like I love that movie. I know it's probably kind of cliche, but. It's a great, it's a great movie. movie. Really great movie. And I always movie. really liked it. That I think those characters are my favorite part of the movie. They're just kind of in their office workers and in charge of working for like evil, basically. <laughs> but also doing, uh, they're doing trying to keep the balance, right? Yeah. 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 It's like you think they're evil in a way, but at the same time, they're, you know, uh, the small sacrifice instead of the whole world ending. It's, you know, it's probably a lot better. And then once Bradley Whitford comes back on the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like, uh, cause he, cause the end, like, I know it's good. They stand up for themselves, but it probably like ends the entire everyone's existence. So maybe it wasn't the best. Yeah. No. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, not even good for the individual. Cause you're going to end up, you know, like everything yeah, getting yeah. killed dead. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you don't really win either way. Really good movie. Man. You know, yeah. That one's the I one that deserves the hype. That's a clever flick. I like it. You're number six. My number six is um, Dennis from Split. Oh, I think wow. Is, uh, I that. well, that's such a, a great character. Yeah. 
That's that's and he good. deserved better than the the yeah, final the movie was. there. Than the well, it was great. I didn't even think about it. Great performance too. All the uh, different. Uh, oh, James McAvoy. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Some movie was on the other day and it was him and. Yeah, uh, just, I, I really love that movie too. I think that was that might be my favorite like Shyamalan movie. I think it was my favorite modern one. Yeah. Probably six, I don't know, six cents, but it is really good though. But yeah. I was watching, uh, I don't know even what it was. I was just turning around or whatever. And it was a movie with him and Chris Pratt, and they both looked like such little kids. And I was like, wow, that's weird. I can't remember what it was. Not like kids, but like, you know, they were like, like probably yeah. like early 20s. You know? hmm. I don't know, remember what it was because I didn't watch it. Uh, number five. So my number five is uh, Rose the Half from Dr. Sleep. Oh. Nice. I love that character. Oh, yeah. You know, as soon as, I mean, not going to lie, <laughs> I do have a bit of a crush on uh, Rebecca Ferguson whenever I see her in a movie. So seeing her in the first few minutes of that movie uh, sold me. But also, I'm trying to think, has she been a villain in anything else hmm. that you can think of? Probably it's definitely not. the first that I've seen. Yeah, so, it's not like it's somebody you think of as playing a villain normally. No, and she she knocked it out of the park that first go go around. It was great. I you know, and I remember getting to see that movie uh, a week before it actually came out because Fandango did like that promotion yeah. where you could see it uh, early and okay. you know. So that was I saw it the day before Halloween. So that was a fun time. <laughs> Yeah, there was um at Walmart they have these uh, box sets. I tried to get the Phantasm, all five Phantasms, like for fifteen bucks or sixteen dollars. Really good deal. But one of them I thought was cool. It's a double pack of uh, Doctor Sleep and the original Shining, but it was sold out too. But I thought that was you know it was pretty wild double pack. And again, we're talking about maybe we'll never get a uh, we'll see a, uh, another season of Hannibal. We, we saw a sequel for the Sh- of the Shining, like forty years later. Uh, number five. That's one I've not read the book of. I should read the. Uh, I've never read uh, Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep's a great book. Number five is uh, the Babadook. Uh, I oh, love the nice. nice! I like top hats. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Yeah. Is this is this very cool? Well, what else can you say as as uh, as we said earlier? But yeah, Baba Duke is very cool villain, very cool monster. It could fit on if we did monsters, monsters or villains. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's got that like awesome look about him and just like that that whole movie's just so disturbing anyway. Yeah, another one I think that lives up to the height. Another yeah, thing, uh, yeah. sometimes people say they don't make good horror movies anymore, and I always kind of disappoint when people say that because honestly, there's been some great horror movies in the last ten years. Oh yeah, there's a lot of people don't give it. You know, they just want to watch what they grew up with, which is fine. I watch a lot of that stuff too, but uh, there's a lot of good stuff out there. You just gotta, you know, check it out. Yeah, what do like it? a little searching, and you know. Yeah, go back and explore the thirteen of the best of the of the decade. And you can you can check these movies. Yeah. Out. But even now, like um, just seeing a list of things coming out for October, like has me all excited. 
Yeah, so, yeah, we were talking about that uh, before we went live, Justin. Uh, there's some cool stuff uh, coming out in October. Antlers. Oh, yeah. Which I've been dying to see for the longest time now. Yeah, it was supposed to come out last year, and then it was pushed back. It's premiering at, I want to say, Beyond Fest. It's at a, it, one of the major festivals. It is at Beyond okay. Fest. Yeah. It's on their schedule. And then, and then it's, I think it's right at the theaters right after that. So uh, what is your number five, Troy? Oh, my number five has been mentioned before, and uh, it's Pennywise from uh, the new version of it. And Skarsgård kicks ass as Pennywise. I love him in it. He may still be on my list, too, when we get to the top few here. Now we're into the top four. So my number four is uh, Dennis from Split. Oh, excellent. Nice. Yes, <laughs> which I must say, my favorite iteration of uh, Dennis is a uh, headwig. I feel like that's a lot of people's favorite, but uh, oh yeah, yeah, he's just <laughs> especially when he does that break dance. <laughs> yeah, I like to watch <laughs> yep. it again. I, re- I really you're waiting it. for the beast. Yeah, I remember watching with Troy at the theater, and I didn't know what to expect going in, but yep, great movie. And well, I gr- really the. You know, it's it's well written and everything too, but that performance uh, without his performance, you know, really uh, elevates the movie. Uh, Jackson says, oh, Ram- yeah. "Sorry, Ramsey Bolton was so evil, but I watched him in another series with Ian McKellen, and it was a comedy. Awesome, all around actor." <laughs> Whoa! All right, good. I'm glad he's kind of branching out because the only other thing I saw him in was The Inhumans, and he was. Uh, Oh, Maximus the Mad, and the character is pretty similar. So I was hoping he wasn't going to be pigeonholed into just miserable, creepy guys all his life. That's true. Uh, that was a that was like a notoriously bad, right? The Inhumans. When they came, a lot of like- people didn't like it. I I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I've never seen it, so I don't know. And it's got lockjaw in it, and I'm I'm a sucker for lockjaw. I'll forgive a lot just to see, you know, a big eight hundred pound dog that can teleport with a little tuning fork on his head. Right. Uh, let's see. Number four for uh, me is a lockjaw. No, some <laughs> Ray Smiley and the Devil. Is the man. Ray Smiley and the Devil's Candy. Uh, Oh, nice. A great movie. Awesome betrayals the villain because it's a really horrendous villain, which could easily he does horrendous stuff. So he could easily go into that territory of uh, of um, the guy from Dirty Harry or, or the prince, uh, like someone you would, you know, you cannot like root for in any way or have uh, sympathy or empathy for. But um, his performance really brings empathy to a character that does horrible things, which to me makes a great villain. Oh, yeah. I've tried to get him on the show. No luck as of yet. What is your number four, Troy? By the way, if people have not seen Devil's Candy, I highly recommend it. I'm one of those people. (laughs) I think, isn't it made by the same guy that made The Loved Ones, right? I don't know about that. You could be right. I'll look it up real quick while we go to your... I thought it was. Uh, My number four is one of those movies that, like... uh, snuck up on me that I didn't expect 
anything from and i ended up loving it and i thought the the main character was great in it in it's luke the little kid in better watch out oh nice. it's an excellent movie and and he's great in it yeah that's actually my honorable uh mentions i i think that's uh, i'm a big fan of um hollow holiday horror films or you know christmas horror films and uh you are right by the way it's the same director of the loved ones interesting yeah. But yeah, the, uh, that movie I love. Um, better watch out. Better watch out. <laughs> yep. And he just shows you how evil, like a young character, can be that you know you may not expect. Number three. My number three is also Luke from Better Watch Out. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I thought that was great. When I heard it was your number four, I was like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that was another one that surprised me. And I think I said this before on the Christmas episode that I, other than the, the title and having seen the poster, I knew nothing about the movie going in. So when it took the direction, the turn that it did, it did catch me off guard. Yeah. Which it really, I know when it's hard to do. Like a home invasion kind of setup. Exactly. Yeah, it's hard to do, but it, when you can go into movies without really knowing anything, it, it, to me, it, it the movie has to be good too. But it, it really adds to the experience. Uh, or maybe just not give away the whole movie in, in your uh, trailer would be good. Yeah. If only. Yeah. <laughs> uh, three. I think we see so many like that now. Yep, I remember. I you know I mentioned this before, but I remember when the I think it was the most recent remake of Carrie came out, and they showed like really like a two minute version of the whole story in the trailer. I remember even watching it, and I joked like, "Are they even going to show like the when the blood falls on?" And they did. They showed like they they showed really the entire story of the movie in two minutes. I was like, I don't get it. Well, the, so, yeah, the iconic. Need to see it. <laughs> That's like I assume they're like, well, a lot of people, but not everyone has seen Carrie. Otherwise, why would you remake it? <laughs> yep. Uh, three has been mentioned, I think, by everyone now. Pennywise in uh, Chapter One. I put Chapter One, but he, he's great in both both of them. <laughs> Number three for you, Troy. Justin. Justin. I thought he just did his three. Oh, I did do. Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. Uh, he had Luke as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that, your, ah, I'm sorry. I'm completely confused num- now. Yeah, he was your four and his number three. That's what got me all yeah. confused, I guess. <laughs> Again, My number three is is Martin from uh, Human Centipede 2. Oh, awesome. I, I, why, I don't know why I don't have him on my list. I should. I just thought it's such a great character. And um, Lawrence Harvey does, does the most brilliant job with him. I just, agree. Just a great character. Yeah, he should definitely be on my list. Everyone knows I'm a big, huge, uh, big fan of the first two Human Centipede movies, and uh, yeah, I love Martin. I love uh, Doctor Hyder is the pre this uh, last decade. Yeah, but yeah, Martin, great villain, great performance. He even fooled. And he doesn't speak Roger the Eber. entire movie. It's, it's crazy. Yep, and us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I mentioned before, <laughs> but Roger, Roger Ebert, everyone, you know. Not to say anything about the, about the man he's passed away, but in his uh, in his review, he said that Tom Six found a mentally handicapped guy on the street, put him in this movie, and I was like, "Whoa, what the hell?" And then we 
he's at a convention we're at and i'm like man i don't know what to expect here and he's like this really well-educated guy and i was like what the hell it's a pretty bad thing dapper little british guy and like we didn't expect at all uh let's see number two blind man from don't breathe My, I don't have a handwritten note. Mine's a notepad virtually. But if I was like Troy I could, and I could flip it around, I would show you my number two is also the blind man in Dope Free. Awesome. Oh, man. Very nice. Synchronicity. Yes. He was yeah, almost yeah. my number one. I had him back and forth because he is a great villain. And then uh, that movie, you know, it starts off, you don't think he is a villain. Then it has a really wild turn in the movie. Uh, which is spoiled in the trailer. Well, like, oh, no, no. I'm thinking, I'm thinking the main plot. I forgot about Oh, yeah, later. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. that's kind of like, it's got two turns. You got that is the big twist, and then it's got even another twist after that. Yeah, you know? yeah nobody saw it coming. Yeah, which I have to admit makes the sequel very hard to, to get into. <laughs> the, to take this guy, and now he's the hero of the second one. It's like, I don't know, guys. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're number two. Yeah, you definitely have some, some issues. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Uh, my, my number two is also a uh, clown. So it's Art the Clown from Terrifier. Ooh, I still need to see that one. I, I love me some oh, Art yeah, the Clown. Big fan of Art. And so I have two characters that don't speak. So, well, sometimes that works for villain. Yep. Frankenstein doesn't speak in the first movie. Oh yeah, that's true. The little before the last decade, but uh, Craig Lindbergh says Doctor Doom, the original uh, Roger Corman movie. That's not last decade, but that is a that is a fun villain. That is. <laughs> yep. Honestly, I think that's the best version of Doctor Doom that's been in a movie. And the Fantastic Four in general. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's my I'm favorite. A it's, so. yeah. it's actually like a legit fun so. movie. Like it's not yeah. like a great movie, but it is fun anyway and enjoyable. And you can stay awake during it, which is better than the <laughs> most recent version of the Fantastic yeah. Four, which is tough, tough movie to stay through. Especially, and the, the, what was that? Oh, I was going to say, especially the fight scene where the guards come in, and then as soon as the Fantastic Four gets up to fight, it just does a spiral, and then the guys are all knocked out, and the Fantastic Four is in the uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, that's not a good movie. But it's fun. It's it so much fun. fun. It is fun. The uh, I, oh, that one is yeah. yeah. I met the most recent one, like just so bad. I like the end when it's Mr. Fantastic's waving like by in the back. Oh, and it's like <laughs> one of those hands like he used to get. Oh. But I interviewed the um, uh, Doctor Doom a few years ago on Without Your Head. The guy played Doctor Doom. It's a really fun interview on the uh, on the website, and the guy who played uh, the Human Torch in the Roger Corman one. Is uh, when the documentary came out, which is great. If uh, Doomed, I think it's called. It's a documentary about that movie. I heard about it. I still need to watch it. Yeah, it's really good. I'm gonna write that down right now so I don't forget to check it out. 
I think Troy may be frozen again. Hopefully he's back here to give us his number one because we are down to the number one. The number the one. Nitty gritty. The number <laughs> one villain of the decade. Black Phillip. Mm. Nice. He's on my honorable list. <laughs> That's yeah. a great one. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's an animal, but I mean, it's an animal that's also, you know, the devil just taking a different form. And I mean, what can you say about a movie where an animal really has so much resonance in such yeah. a very downplayed horror yeah. movie? And I'll still never forget yeah. watching that. I want to know why, where they found that goat. He's perfect. I mean, he's he really just scary. got the best look about him. Yeah, and it's just a goat, but he, they make it scary, you know, with, with everything going on. And I heard he was very hard to train, that goat. Oh, really? Yeah, it's... No, it just makes me... I just will never forget the first... The second time I watched it was at a friend's place. I had brought the DVD over, and we're watching it. And during that scene where uh, Thomason's father comes out and he's just looking at her. And then in that close up, you just suddenly hear the, you know, the jolt music. And then all of a sudden black Phillips stabbed him in the chest with his horn. <laughs> and just my buddy's reaction at that moment where he just like literally freaked out. I was like, <laughs> no, it was great. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, that's a great pick, Black Phillip. Uh, I actually wore my Black Phillip. Is, I love that one. The decade of uh, the best movies. Um, my number one is uh, Troy's number two, Art the Clown. I, I, I'm picking nice. him as villain of the year. He moved around on my list, but then I nice. excellent a classic horror villain. He's what we have. I mean. He's like, if I think about modern, like, icons or, slash, you know, he's the only real modern slasher that's, like, going to be really memorable, I think, like, of the, you know, last decade. And uh, just a great all-around villain. So, Art the Clown, my number one villain. Agreed. Well, he's memorable yep. enough that even someone like me who has yet to see Terrifier remembers him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I did a lot of swamping back and forth with, like, my top four the last couple yeah. of days of I think everybody's gone from number one to number four and back again right but I, I went with uh, another unredeemable kind of just evil prick character for my top uh, one and it's Brady Hartsfield from Mr. Mercedes oh I've not watched this I know that one at all <laughs> see a great Great uh, book by King and um, the TV show. I love it's what you should do with a book into a series instead of what they did with Nosferatu. They really kept the source material uh, really close to where it was. Um, real uncomfortable character, but a real like nondescript dude in his real life. Uh, got an interesting relationship at home with his mom. But Brady Hartsfield, definitely evil, evil villain as my number one. Nice. I actually just uh, rent, well, not rented it, but took this, uh, the audiobook out at my, I, for the first time, I have a, a library card and I got the, I noticed they have a big uh, selection of audiobooks and they had Mr. Mercedes. So I'm looking forward to listening to that. And then, uh, but I need to get a CD player. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe even like a weird Walkman or something. Yeah, I thought they'd be like dirt cheap. So I looked them up on Amazon. But yeah. I figured no one buys Oh, these. they're like a collectible thing. <laughs> so I guess, I, but then also, I don't think my computer even has a CD player on it either. Like, I don't think it has a, I remember when I first got it and I was confused that you couldn't put like anything in it. And I remember my, my uh, uh, Tyler, the webmaster, he's like, what, what era are you living in? Why do you need like this for your computer? <laughs> I don't know. Even a buddy of mine. I... Is... Oh. No, I was going to say, uh, I just remember buying the Jurassic Park soundtrack and then giving a buddy of mine the CD to uh, rip the tracks from. Yeah. And I'm like looking around. He's like, what are you doing? It's like, and this was back in 2013. So he's like, I'm like, where's the CD drive? He's like, this doesn't have one. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I actually picked uh-huh. up his laptop and looked around. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, my laptop doesn't either. Uh, it's like it's a new laptop. I don't. I don't. I yeah. They just thought. I don't know. It's weird to me. I don't know. I mean, what do you do with a CD? Now? They had a. They had a. But I was at a thrift store the other day, and they had a bunch of. I almost bought them just because I thought they were cool. A bunch of movie um, soundtracks. They had, uh, Cape Fear, uh, He Man, the old Masters of the Universe. Um, oh wow. It's a bunch of really uh, oddball ones, but I thought they would be fun just to have them. I, mean, I could put them up here, I guess. But I mean, I still got my CDs. I listen to them in my car. Yeah, no, I would listen to them. I don't. I, don't, I need to get a CD. Player. No. I think I could get like a, an external CD drive for the computer, I guess. But I'd like one that I could walk around with to, to listen to. Yeah. Uh, but what the BBC series was called "Vicious" with Ian McKellen. Oh, okay. Was that your number one, Troy? You gave your number one? Yeah, Brady Hartsfield. That was. And did you have any um, honorable mentions that no one has mentioned yet? I have a few. If we're talking about TV, I had Twisty the Clown. And uh, my personal favorite villain from TV is actually the Yellow King from uh, True Detective. Great choice, yeah. Yep. I had uh, Mr. Wednesday from American Gods, and I think Gollum needs a shout out from oh, The Hobbit because, you know, great villain. And uh, oh, so he, he's, he's one of those honorable. I thinking, yeah, I was thinking Lord of the Rings, but that but he's in The Hobbit. too. Yeah. <laughs> one of the few good things about The Hobbit. <laughs> Amen to that. Which is one of those, you know, don't don't ever take like a 200-page kid's book and try to make three movies out of it. Don't do that. Jackson McCord says he's sad he didn't make our list. I'm I'm sad he didn't either. But uh, honorable mention, I actually do uh, have a few here. Um, Ones we mentioned a lot of these, but so I won't go over them. But uh, I don't even know the character, but Patrick Stewart in, in Green Room. Ooh, that was oh, yeah. a good one. Yeah, that was uh, a good one. Yeah. Uh, the kids in Good Night, Mommy. Oh, yeah. And a character, I don't want to say the name because it gives away the movie, but the villain in uh, Echoes of Fear with Trista Robinson. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Which, 
I gotta say, I'm just now noticing the Fuad Ramsey on your hat. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, from uh, Blood Feast. Yeah, these are all these are all my favorite uh, characters. Uh, oh, nice. Weird uh, monsters. So it's very personal to me. Annabelle Lecter painted this, oh, and nice. some, uh, I think you're the first person to ever notice that that's Fuad Ramsey's. A lot of people. Oh, I great. even have Martin on here, and I didn't have him on my list. Then I'm not sure why. Oh. And then you got a uh, uh, Nathan Grantham from yep. uh, Creep Show on there. Yep. Pumpkinhead. You got the baby from uh, Dead Alive or Brain Dead, depending on what you call it. Yep. You got some uh, hobgoblins, I think. <laughs> I think they're the ghoulies. Ah. <laughs> Got the Zuni doll. I saw that one go by. So a lot of people, uh, no one ever gets Fuad Ramsey's. They also don't get this one too often. I'm trying. It's familiar. Hard to notice, but uh, if you can know, he has a human table that might help. It's a guy from Blood Sucking Freaks. Oh, I've not seen it. It's, it's a bizarre movie. And you got Blade from uh, Puppet Master. Yeah. Oh yeah, baby, it's uh, alive. Yeah. this is uh from from the thing. thing. This one's a little hard to make out too, but it's uh it's um it's a guy from the stuff when the when oh when he yeah when he vomits out the stuff yeah oh okay this is this this guy here is maybe a little hard to make out too oh uh, reanimator yes. <laughs> This movie oh, okay. makes two appearances here because um, that's their. Oh mark. yeah, Fluffy from Creep Show. <laughs> and of course, you have to have uh, Blob has to be on here. Yeah, so a lot of cool monsters I like. So, uh, oh, by the way, so in the chat here is the villain from Stakeland. Very cool. So, by the way, if you ever want to come on the show, uh, message me, Jackson, and uh, we'll set up. That'd be fun. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Loves he. Uh, Jackson says I love David Howard Thornton art. Yeah, great guy. Agree. Oh, uh, we've had him on the show. Uh, I think twice. Yeah, twice. Yeah, uh, super, super nice guy. Really nice guy and a uh, great guy actually on Facebook too. Who who uh, is not afraid to stand up for what he believes in, which I like to see. It was funny, actually. Someone was uh, was attacking him on Facebook, and they were attacking. It was funny because they were trying to school him on Art the Clown, and and the guy didn't realize that he was actually Art the Clown. And he thought he was like, <laughs> oh, that's funny. That he seen, he saw like that he saw the sequel, and the guy's like, well, <laughs> I haven't released yet, buddy. So like, I don't know. So, but it was it was very funny. Uh, the gang from Mandy, which I think might have made. Uh, did that make your list? Like uh, no, I, I love Mandy, but it was weird to like kind of put the villains. I didn't, you know, it doesn't have like one particular. Yeah, so, some things were like that that you couldn't yeah. really pick a specific villain from a yes. from a movie that yeah. I loved. And I really think there's only one re- real villain in Midsummer, and that's uh, I don't know if his name Pell or Pe- Pele or whatever his name, but it's, but he's the actual villain because he brings the kids there. No one like oh yeah, know what happened. So I think he's the actual only villain. Well, in a certain sense, maybe not the villain, but just really horrible people, the boyfriend and 
That's true. It's true. The people are usually the villain in a yeah, lot of things. The people human, just suck. Humanity yeah. is the villain. Humanity is right. usually yeah. the villain. Right. All right. Well, this has been very fun. Was there any uh, honorable mentions that uh, that we missed that you uh, had, Justin? Uh, no, none that. Oh, well, you know what? The uh, masked men from uh, your next. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. That kind of started the trend of uh, people. Uh, a lot of things after that would have like the the animal masks. Yeah, just like Queen of the Dead, my short film. <laughs> But I saw that after I made Queen of the Dead, though. So. <laughs> oh, okay. That happens a lot in things. It's funny because uh, I've been doing a lot of interviews for Shriekfest, and there was two in particular that were really about, well, two, they were about viruses, and I assume both of them made them during the pandemic. The one was like almost like spot on, uh, Zealandia, and it's a dystopian future. It was a New Zealand filmmaker. And it's about New Zealand being the only country where this virus doesn't hit. And so I just, oh, like this guy made this. But he did, and he made it a year before the pandemic. And then, like, not only, you know, there's a pandemic and the virus, New Zealand was, like, one of the only countries that didn't, you know, didn't they didn't have shutdowns because they didn't get, you know, COVID. And it was, like, really strange that he made this before uh, COVID. So, anyway, the point was, like, you know, it's weird coincidences like that. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you see that kind of stuff every now and then. Like, I think I had mentioned to you um, when I was listening to the audio book of, uh, I don't know which one it is in the series, but um, one of the uh, Repairman Jack books, uh, Conspiracies, F. Paul Wilson, I think he wrote it in 99 or 2000. And there's all kinds of stuff with these weird conspiracy people. And there's a 666, um, like, microchip and, like, uh, tracking devices and all these crazy things that, like, I hear about a lot, like, over the last year or so. It's like, wow, you know, Wilson was, he was on the cutting edge of crazy at the time. Mm-hmm. Weird stuff. So that was cool. We look forward to uh, hearing Trista's list. Mm-hmm. On a future show here. Definitely. We miss Trista on the show. But I know she tried to get here, but we all miss her. Yeah, I saw her kind of peeking through, but not quite making it through. Yeah. But you can get the new Trista, treacherous Trista uh, shirt, the 8 bit shirt. It's up on uh, Slasher Man. I love it. Uh, and you can also get the cool uh, treacherous uh, the tre- is it treacherous berries. I now I forget my own my own name. We came up with. I think it was caraberries and uh, forget what the treacherous ones are. Flakes, treacherous flakes. I think so. Uh, okay, that's probably not right either. But you can get the cool uh, all kinds of cool shirts. Basically, is what I'm saying without your head merchandise. Uh, on T Public and on Amazon, and uh, we've got a bunch of cool interviews from Shriekfest. We're gonna have a whole bunch of ones coming up from a bunch of other festivals. And uh, next week here, it, hopefully it'll be on the live show. If not on the live show, it'll probably be recorded earlier that day. But uh, we'll have Tom Savini and the director of his documentary on. That'll be very fun. Oh, too cool! And a bunch of other guests uh, lined up. 
So uh, subscribe here, hit the bell icon, and then you'll get all the notifications every time we're live and every time we upload a new show. And we'll have Justin back because we, we have a couple months left here to finish out the decade of decapitation. Uh, I think uh, I think he thought uh, best female lead. That's a good one. We'll probably do. And if oh, anyone nice. out there has ideas for any anything else that uh, would make a good 13 list uh, for the decade, post it on the group. And then to start the new year, we'll we'll have our 13 best movies of the year. So catch up on all the Get movies. Forward to that. Make sure you have a, a full list. I got some work to do. <laughs> yeah. You got you got like three months to do it. Sure. <laughs> Plus, there's probably probably there's going to be some- the top five hundred now. Some <laughs> oh, coming out in October that uh you know that they well hopefully will make the list. Who knows? But contenders for the list. Yeah. All right. Anything else anyone has uh, they want to talk about? Check out Malignant. Um, I recommend seeing it in the no. theater. As do I. I love Malignant as well. I kind of want to see it a second time this month or this coming month just because it's a horror movie that's out in October. Yeah, I've seen it twice in the theater. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the first time really took me by surprise and I had just as much fun watching it the second time. It's a really just fun. Honestly, if you like like crazy eighties um, wild horror movies that would have been like on VHS, to me it's really like watching like something from that era. But you know, in modern day, like with the big budget, it's a very uh, just fun, crazy movie. There's even one little uh, character in your hat that uh, is very similar to a certain character in Malignant. I agree. I agree. He might be on either side. Or that's, I think he's towards the back, so you can't really see him. But uh, yeah, I agree. Even the kind of the setup of the movie is kind of, is kind of uh, from that. But yeah, I loved that's it. True. And uh, it's really a movie, I think, uh, especially if you can see it. I don't want to recommend going to like packed theaters, but if you go to a theater with with people that are going to interact with the movie, it's a very fun experience. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing it where the audience in the corner were clapping and cheering and there was everybody else that was spread out. And as I was walking out of the theater is when I heard two guys in front of me say, that movie was terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not good. It's, it's definitely not a forgettable film. I've seen many no, people don't like it at all. And there's people like me and Justin really like it. And to me, that's good. It's better than something you just watch and you're like, Hey, whatever. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's forgettable. Yeah. There's something, I'll be honest, there's something fun to me about watching it with sort of a mainstream audience who think they're getting, they're like watching something from The Conjuring exactly. and it's something completely different. Yeah. It's a uh, very fun movie. It is. It's insane, crazy. That finale just. Oh, yeah. What, from the prison scene on, it's a wild ride. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, honestly, the, even the opening kind of gives you a hint of what kind of movie you're in for. It's very true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was fun watching it a second time, knowing what's happening, because then I picked up on like some hints and stuff. It was fun. Uh, Stephen Butler, uh, great show. Thank you, Stephen. Jackson will message. Uh, Jackson says he saw that guy was trying to school art on Facebook. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was really funny. 
Uh, Craig, I believe, is in the um, area. By the way, Craig, uh, our friend Craig, uh, Creepy Craig Lindbergh, uh, we're going to need to get him back on the show sometime. Maybe he can join us for a 13. But uh, he. Um, oh, absolutely. He worked on the new season of uh, American Horror Story. Did some of the uh, makeup. The one that was filmed. Uh, oh, on American Horror Story. Yeah. yeah. I think he's doing something yeah, else. This right new now. season's a lot of fun lately. Yeah, I've heard a lot. I got to tell you. It's got, it's got a really clever like setup to it. I, I like it a lot. I'll check it out. I've heard a lot of good things. All right. So I'm going to go see the movie. I'm going to the movies tomorrow. I recommend everyone go again, be safe and everything, but, uh, you know, support these movies. So if you don't want to go to the theater, uh, rent some movies, but support uh, film. Yeah. Wear your mask, go and enjoy some films in the theater. Just be safe. To me, it's a, it's a cool experience. All right. Anything else, buddies, pals, amigos, friends, compadres? I think I'm good. All right. We will see you guys. I think I am, almost. too. This has been a lot of fun, Miss Trista, but we will see her again. Yeah. yeah. And I've been updating since we did a lot of interviews the last couple of weeks for uh, for Shriekfest and for some other things that popped up. <laughs> I was behind on the audio podcast, but I've been updating that. So if you're if you subscribe. And you see like twenty shows pop up. You're you're I you're <laughs> I guess I'm sorry that you ha- that your your iPod's filled with uh, with audio. I don't know. The bounty is coming. <laughs> yep. And subscribe to the new iTunes because a lot. I don't want to go over the whole story, but for some reason, it started two popped up, and they won't let me merge them. And it kind of the problem is that one updates and the other one stopped updating months ago but then that one has all the the subscribers so anyway the i subscribe to the new itunes it's just a, a kind of a pain in the ass but who knows all right that's enough of that let's get out of here and enjoy the upcoming <laughs> october and halloween folks and thanks again justin for joining us yes thank you thank you justin thank you now justin's cat can get the uh get the spot back now Oh, yeah. I can finally take this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, nice, was, comfy spot. <laughs> yeah. It was a fun show. Thanks for having me on here, uh, Neil and Troy. Always and, a pleasure. Uh, happy October Eve. Yes. Very good. A, couple hours, well, a few hours for us, probably more than that. For you, <laughs> right. All right. Good night, everybody. Thanks for watching. Good night. Bye-bye. Catch Thank you. Later. From ancient terrors to the search for modern-day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old-world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. we should have The tomb of Nick Cage. Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Tomb of Nick Cage. They're